0: You know, uh, we now even number our years because of Christ uh, to this earth. I'm glad that he came. That's why we're celebrating this morning, celebrating his birth uh, on this Christmas morning. But we're also here on Sunday celebrating his resurrection that he not only came and was born, but he died for our sins but he did not stay there. He rose from the dead on <coughs> Thursday, the Thursday. The third day. And we just want to uh, praise the Lord for that. We're going to be looking this morning in Revelation. I don't know if I ever turned myself on there. Uh, Revelation chapter number one. Revelation chapter number one is where we'll be at this morning. And as we look at this, uh, as I started going back and looking, um, I actually preached from Revelation chapter number 1 on January the 17th of this year. Uh, from uh, But we actually looked a little bit further down in the chapter. And we looked at, uh, at do you need hope uh, or, or at the beginning of the year? And during, the, during that message, one of the things I asked, uh, or uh, one of the statements I asked the question You know, what will 2016 hold? Uh, And and here we are. It's the last Sunday of 2016. And a lot of things have transpired during 2016. There's been some great things, some happy times, and then there's been some sad things and some sad times and some tough times. And with that, as as looking back over 2016 and, and trials and struggles, that, uh, that we've endured and things we uh, are even now going through, uh, I really l- want to look really at the first six verses and really just preach from verse four through six and make the statement what we're going to be looking at today is three things I know. You know, a lot of times you just have to get back to what you know, right? I mean, you know, Amen. instead of More than just what you think and what theory is. But we need to get back to what we really know. And we're going to look here in Revelation, and we're going to look at three things that we know. And so everyone that will, let's all stand together and we'll read uh, the first six verses of Revelation chapter number one. And then after we read the first six verses of Revelation chapter number one, like I say, we'll preach from Revelation 4 through 6. But the Bible says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. John to the seven churches which are in Asia grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ the faithful witness the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Let's all pray. God, I just pray, Lord, that you would just work in this place in a mighty way. God, I pray you'll give me your wisdom to preach your word. God, I I long, God, for your unction, God. Lord, that your word would go forth powerfully. God, that you would convict each one of us. God, encourage each one of us. God, I just pray that we will all see your love in a more real way in our lives. God, for those who are away from you, God, I pray that you would draw them close to you. God, for those who've never trusted you, Lord, I I just pray, God, this would be the day that they would place their faith and their trust in you. God, I pray, work in this place in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't be seated. You know, as we look. As I said, as we look back through 2016 and when we're going through, difficult times, I think it's good for us to look back at what we know. And as we look, you know, there's two ways you can know something. And in the Greek, there's two different words for know. You know, the first thing, you can know something because you read about it. Isn't that right? You know, you can know it because you read it in the book. You can know it because you read it on the internet, you can know it because you read it on Facebook, and you might know it, but it might not be true, right? Right? Isn't that that true? Right? You know, you can know things that way, but you know, you can also know things that you have experienced. You ever known something because you've experienced and you know that's the way it is, right? And for me, I can say what we're going to be looking at today is things that I know because I've experienced them, And you know, when you know something because you've read it, and you know something because you've experienced, it's two different nodes, isn't it? Isn't that right? You know, if you've experienced something, you've went through something, you can, you can speak on the first person, and you know it for a fact, and you know it's real, and you know, I mean, there's no doubt in your mind. A lot of times you can read something, and you can know it because... That's what the book says, what the scientists say or whatever. And you're figuring it's probably right. But, you know, you just know it from a head knowledge, but not from an experiential knowledge. And I think there's some things that we can see in this passage that we can know from an experiential knowledge if we're just willing to. But let's look in this passage. The first thing I think we can know, three things I know is I know that God is still on the throne. Amen? Amen. Amen. i just tell you what, God is on the throne in heaven. Mm. What did the Bible say here? John, to the seven churches were in nature, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. Mm. You know, we can know that God is in control eternally. Before this world began, God was. He is in control. And so many times as Christians, we speak and we say things. and I mean, we're really wanting to, to uh, give God glory and magnify him and give him praise. But sometimes we may give others the wrong impression. You know, God just did a great thing in my life. God's still on the throne. You know what, whether things are going good or whether things are going bad, God is still on the throne. You know, it doesn't matter in my life whether I'm in the deep depths of despair or whether I'm shouting on the mountaintop, God is still on the throne in heaven. We don't have to worry about that. We don't have to question that. I can tell you, but being high and excited and glorifying God for things He's done in my life and when I walk through the deepest Hurtful battles. I know and I know God is still on the throne. You know what we can know today? We can know God is on the throne. He, doesn't no matter what happens in this earth, it does not shake God. He does not look down and say, I didn't know that was going to happen. You know what? He's still in control. He Is still on the throne. He who is. He is today. The one who was. Before time began. If we look back. In Genesis 1.1. How does the Bible start? In the beginning. God. You know. uh, Through so many ways. Through science. They cannot determine. How we all begin. It all, when it, you know, how did it all happen? And, and there's all sorts of theories and stuff. But there's never the point of beginning. You know why? Because in the beginning it was God. That was who it was. He was the one that created everything. And but the Bible says, and who was to come? You know, if we look in the Book of Revelation, chapter 22, at the very end, the Bible says, and he showed me a pure river of water about clear as crystal proceeding from the throne of God and from the Lamb you know from the beginning there was God from the very end and the book of Revelation as John sees heaven coming down everything what did he still see he still saw God he still saw the throne of God God was still in control uh, we can see it was God and the and the God, but, but the throne of God or the Lamb shall be in it. They and they shall serve him in verse number three. You know, we can see that God is still on the throne. But not only do we see God in his eternity, we can see God in his majesty. It said in verse in chapter one, verse four, who was before, and I saw the seven spirits who was before his throne, God's throne, verse number five. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of it and the ruler over the kings of the earth. I just, God is still in control. He's still the ruler over all this earth. He's the one that can take care of everything. And as I ponder this thought, you know, I think back to Isaiah chapter number 6. And that is such a Powerful passage. And to me, it's such a a, a dear passage. But the Bible says in Isaiah chapter number six, and beginning with verse number one, in the year that King Uzziah died. You know, there in Israel, things were tough. They didn't know what was going to happen next. Uh, the king was dead. It was a state of flux. What are we going to do? And what did Isaiah say? He said, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. You know, when everything seemed to be going wrong in the country, when everything seemed to be going wrong, and Isaiah didn't know what was going to happen next. You know one thing he saw? He saw the Lord high and lifted up. Mm-hmm. It said his train filled the temple. He was everywhere. He was omnipresent. He was high and lifted up. He was omnipotent. He was the powerful one. He goes on and says, Above it, above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. With two, he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. You know, they still today, they're a crying before God saying, Holy, holy, holy. Even when Jesus taught us to pray, he said, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed or holy is your name. You know why God's holy? Because he is holy. Amen. It's not because what he does or what he doesn't do. It's because he is holy. That's what the Bible is telling us there. He goes on it says, the post and the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So what did the prophets say? Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Look at where Isaiah started. He said the king on this earth use I that died. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what tomorrow holds. The king's dead. What's going to happen? And then Isaiah said, I've seen the king. You know, if we've seen the king, the Lord of hosts, it really doesn't matter what's going to happen on this earth, does it? It gives us a different perspective in life. Here Isaiah said I saw the king The uh, my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. You know let's just go one step further there. Through tradition, we don't know this through scripture, but through tradition Isaiah ended up being martyred and killed because Isaiah said I saw the Lord. And somebody said well the Bible says you shouldn't see the Lord. You, you can't see the Lord and live. Right. So they kill him. Mm-hmm. You know, if we see God high and lifted up, we may have to suffer some things in our life. Amen. You know what's sad in our life? At times, we may need to suffer so we can see the Lord high and lifted up. Mm-hmm. And it's not because God says, well, i got to make them suffer so they will praise me. You know, at times we get so infatuated by this word it's not well we God moves in such a way that trials come that we can that it clears our mind enough to where we can really see God. You know too many times in my life I can think more clearly and I can hear more what God is saying about two or three or four o'clock in the morning. Anybody else ever been that way? And you say, "Why?" They sometimes it takes me that long to settle down and get all the other mess out of my mind. Like hear what God said. You No, know, here, John, he said. We have, I saw one who is and who was and who is to come. The one that's on the front. The one that's lifted up. One thing I know, I know God's still on the front. You know, from this passage, the second thing I know, just when things get tough, the second thing I know, the second thing I know is I know that Jesus loves me. What does the Bible on say? Verse number five. It said, the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. You know, I think there's a reason why there's a little song that little kids learn when they're just a little bit of kid. And at times, we don't really grasp the truth. But the song you probably all know. Jesus loves me, this I know. Why? For the Bible tells me so. Right? Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Then how does it go? Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus
1: loves me. The Bible
0: tells me so. You know what in my life, you know what I need to know? Really, I need to know this every day, but especially when things get tough. You know what I need to know? I know that Jesus loves me what did John say he loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood Jesus did not just say he loved us he loved us so much that he was willing to die and give himself as a sacrifice for our sins you know for me at times people are encouraged because they may say oh I just want to let you go down I'm I'm for you you know what I can know every day Jesus is for me Mm -hmm. you know if we look it was not a plan B Jesus dying for our sins and if we look so many times as we hear the gospel presented and we share the story of Adam and Eve and what happened there in the garden in Genesis chapter 3 and how that Satan deceived Eve and then she convinced Adam and they all broke God's law because they wanted to be their own boss and their own, uh, in control of their own life. And it's almost as we tell Sometimes as we share that story, some would get the impression that God was there in heaven, had made a perfect creation, and then Adam and Eve sinned, and he thought, oh me, what am I going to do? Oh goodness gracious, what's going to happen next? You know what? It wasn't that way at all. Amen. The Bible shares in Revelation chapter 13 as it talks about Christ and their Him. Uh, the one with the book of life, it said he was there Of uh, in, in the name, whose names have been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. You know what? God loved us so much that he was willing to send his son to die for us he loved us so much that even before he created us, he knew we were going to sin, mm-hmm. and still loved us anyway. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, that's great love, isn't it? Mm-hmm. How much greater could someone love when you say, I know you're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to love you anyway. I know you're going to make mistakes. I know you're going to sin. I know you're going to rebel against me. But I'm going to love you anyway. That's what God did in showing love for us. You know, we see Jesus in Revelation chapter 5. And here, the scene in Revelation 5 God is there on the throne. There's a scroll. And there was no one that could open the scroll. And John said he began to weep because no one was found worthy to open the scroll. In verse 4 he said he wept much because no one was Found worthy. The verse 5, the Bible says, one of the elders said, Don't weep, John. Behold the lamb of the tribe of Judah, the root of Jesse has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. Can you imagine that? The elder comes and says, The whole look. There's one. The one we've been waiting on from the the line from the tribe of Judah, prophesied back in the book of Genesis. The root of Jesse, the one promised, there he is. And what did John say he looked and saw? In the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain. John saw that one that was promised. It was Jesus, the one that was willing to die for our sin. The Bible tells us that we were all in sin. We cannot forgive our. We can't obtain forgiveness ourselves. In Romans chapter three, we all have sinned all short of his glory. But I'm glad that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And if we'll confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God's raised Him from the dead, we can be forgiven of our sin. As the Bible tells us, you know, Jesus, I'm glad that I know that great gift of salvation and the third thing that I know, and I think we can see in this passage, I know That I represent God to others through the Spirit of God. What does the Bible go on down, verse six, and says, "And has made us kings and priests to His God and Father. To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever." Amen. You know, each one of us, we're a king and a priest to God. If we're a king and a priest, why don't we act like it? You know, for us, we need to be acting kingly as Jesus did. We need to be acting priestly. What did a priest do? You know what a priest, the job of a priest is? The job of a priest is to represent the people before God. You know, for us, for those who are lost and those who do not know uh, Jesus, wouldn't he be praying and interceding for the people before God? But what else did the priest do? The priest represented God to the people. Yeah. And I wonder in our life, are we representing God to those who do not know Jesus? Do we represent God? The Bible goes on and tells us in 1 Peter chapter 2. And verse 9, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Mm. Are we proclaiming the the blessings, the marvelous light of Jesus to those who do not know him? Mm. We are to be priests. We are made to be priests before God. We should be representing God to others who do not know him. You know this week as we had the the, uh, program and meal on Wednesday Angie was telling me she was back there at the back trying to tell the kids when to come up and stuff. She said that she said this some little kids back there and They were just enjoying what was going on. You know, it's too many times in our life we get messed up Hmm. thinking that worship has to happen a certain way. Hmm? Right? And she said at one point right when Kyle got up and was about to start singing and started playing the guitar one of the little girls back there probably never has been in this building the church. But's come numerous times down to a water. Said, said she stood up and heard the guitar play and so she stood up and said, it's time to dance. And some might say, oh, that was irre- irreverent or what. You know, that's what they said about David. Mm-hmm. As David, God had given him a great victory and he was coming back in and receiving him. And it said he danced before God. And his wife stood out there and looked out the door and said, "What you're making a fool out of yourself. You're not being very dignified. You're not not acting like you're kingly, like you should be. And David said, it probably is going to get worse before it gets better. <laughs> because I'm just praising God for what He's doing. And you know, for us, we can be praising and worshiping God at times before the Pharisees is the people worshiping Jesus. And they said, can't you tell them to hush? And he said, if I told them to hush the rocks, would start crying. Amen. You know, we just need to be the ones we need to be the ones praising and uplifting God before the people of this earth. We need to be showing Christ's love to others. We need to be showing love. The world, how we're not afraid to worship him. We need to be the priest before God. We need to be the one representing God to the world. You know, as we end 2016, there is three things I know. You know what I, first thing I know, just as John saw the throne of God, the one who is and who was and who is to come, I know God's still on the throne. He's still in control. And the question for us, he's in control of this universe, is he in control of your life? Mm. Same thing I know, Just as John said, Jesus loved us, washed us from our sins with his own blood. Mm -hmm. I know that Jesus loves me. Mm -hmm. Just as the song said, Jesus loves me, this I know because the Bible told me so. I have experienced the forgiveness of God. I have experienced and know that Jesus loves me. Mm -hmm. Have you experienced that forgiveness of God? Where you know him personally, where you know that he's forgiven you. The third thing, as John said, we're kings and priests to God. I know, I know that we're be representing God to the world. This week, how have you represented? Are you reaching out to others? Are you showing them how much God loves Are you living holy, a holy life before God? This morning I'd ask you, what do you know? What do you know in your life? Can you say you know that God's still on the throne in heaven? And I know God's on the throne in my life. He's in Can you say, I know Jesus loves me. I know I've experienced the forgiveness of sin. Can you say that I know that I'm representing God before people. Let's pray. God, I just pray. Lord, I pray that you would work in each of our lives, God. God, that we would know. God, we'd know that you're in charge, you're in control. Mm. God, that we would submit our lives. God, that you'd be in control of our lives. God, I pray that we would know how much you loved us. Mm. God, we'd see your great love for us. More than each one here, would realize your great love for people. Lord, if there's someone here that has not confessed you, they would make that decision to trust you today. God, I pray as we go out this week, God, we would know that we're priests representing you to the world. Lord, we live our life wholely. Before you. Lord, that others will see you in our life. Lord, I just pray you just move this place today. Lord, this may be someone's last opportunity. Get back with you. Now I pray. You have made in this place. Don't break our hearts. Don't break our hearts. We won't break our hearts with what brings your heart. <laughs> I was Jesus, Jesus. Amen. Amen. let's all